The thing about our age is that it's a relative concept. All of the expectations about what we should be doing at a certain age is simply a construct of the mind and of society. But what is constant is the present moment. So does our age even matter if we are already doing what we want at the time? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to express your best in this world to create your most aligned life of purpose and potential. Through authentic and uplifting solo episodes and diverse guest conversations, we explore how you can discover and serve your heart's purpose, transform your mind, cultivate high-performing results and successfully build your dream business of impact. All of this guiding you to fulfill your dream life and serve your greatest impact on this world. My name is Trang, mindset, life and business mentor and speaker and your host for the show. And in today's episode, I am speaking about something that is inspired from repeated conversations that I've had in the last month. Starting at the Life of Legacy retreat a month ago, in a group of women in their late 20s and early 30s, hearing a theme of resistance and fear that at that age, their life currently looks nothing like what they had originally planned. And I had the exact same conversation in a recent mentoring session as well. The whole session was revolved around this resistance and revolved around this feeling of shame or feeling of I'm falling behind because all my friends are getting married and they've they've got houses and, and I don't have that. And having these conversations, I have noticed how validating and permitting it is for these women to firstly be feeling this way uh, and then secondly to be living their truest and fullest life that they choose no matter what society or their parents say they should be doing. So that has been very valuable. It, it's been very impactful. And I would love to bring that conversation to this podcast so that if you resonate with this, if you have these thoughts and these feelings, then this can also be validating and permitting for you as well. Uh, if you don't have these thoughts, then feel free to skip through this episode and go straight to an, another episode. But also, I think this is worthwhile listening to because it is such an ingrained threaded perspective that is very implicit in society so it's worthwhile understanding so that if you do have friends or family who are going through this then you can empathize and you can share your perspective as well now I would love to use my mentoring clients as a bit of a case study because her story I believe is quintessential of a woman in her late 20s, early 30s of 2023 of this 21st century who's feeling that pressure. So I won't say uh, my client's name to protect her privacy, but let's call her Sally. So Sally is in a place at the moment where she's 32 years old. She doesn't have a partner. She doesn't have a house. She lives between two countries um, because her family is back in Malaysia and she lives and works in Melbourne. And she's a pharmacist with a locum job that pays well. She gets to travel. She gets to live a life of variety. Um, But in this locum uh, job, she doesn't have much opportunity for progression like she did back when she was a manager of a big company. 
Um, she also wants to start a business, but she doesn't know what, and she feels like she is back at square one. Uh, and if she does start a business, she's starting all over again from scratch and she's 32 years old and she's got this pressure of she should already be there. She should already have made it. And it doesn't help that when she looks around her, all of her friends are getting married and settling down and having houses and progressing in their careers. So this is Sally's story. And if you resonate with this, if you have these thoughts and these feelings, I firstly want to say it is okay. It is okay that you're feeling this because it makes sense that this is what you think you should have and be by now. From a young age, that is all that is drilled into us. We need to go to school. We need to go to uni. We need to get a job. We need to then find a partner. It is everywhere around us from what our parents tell us to what the media tells us to what's portrayed in movies to what the mainstream pathway is in society. It's just everywhere. So implicitly and explicitly, we are sent that narrative that that is the definition of success and that is the pathway that we should take and if we don't take it then we're either falling behind or we are a failure you know if we're single and we're in our 30s then what's wrong with us why haven't we found someone why are we not already hitting these milestones that everyone else is hitting so it makes sense that you're feeling like this it's only natural So the first thing that I'd like to leave with you is don't be so harsh on yourself. Give yourself grace to be living the current life situation that you're in now. And then also to allow these thoughts and feelings to move through your mind and your body without judgment. Because like I said, it makes sense that you're feeling like this when it's all that's been imposed onto you from a young age. Now, with that being said, this isn't to say that you can't rise up above these subconscious narratives. Absolutely, you can. And I'd like, you, I'd like to walk you through the four main steps that I walked my client through in our mentoring session so that you can apply this to yourself and ask yourself these questions. So to give you some context in this mentoring session, Sally kept saying to me things like, you know, I, I don't have this, I don't have that, but I just feel like I should. Like, why don't I already have this life? Like I should by now, I'm 32 years old. So hearing this, a question that I asked her was, hey, Sally, I, I get that you're feeling like this, but let me ask you this question. Where are these shoulds coming from? You know, you said that you should already be here. You should already have this. Where are these shoulds coming from? And upon reflection, Sally was able to realize that these shoulds were all an illusion. They were all constructs of external expectations that have been put onto her. For example, she would be happily living her life, doing her thing, until she goes back home in Malaysia, sees her parents and her siblings, and they're like, oh, why don't you have a partner yet? Oh, like, are you going to get like a real job and you're going to settle down? Oh, if you don't do that now, you're going to be 40 years old and miserable. And these are legitimate things that she's told me her 
her um, friends and family have said to her. So no wonder she is feeling this pressure when it is constantly in her ears. But realizing that all of these shoulds are coming from external sources, not within her. And shining a light on this is really helpful to create space between your thoughts and and what's yours versus what isn't yours. So what you've taken on from external sources in your environment, what you've subconsciously absorbed versus what is truly yours. So this is the first question that I'd love for you to ask yourself. If you are catching yourself saying things like, oh, I should have this, I should be doing this, I should uh, be this, then ask yourself, well, should according to who? Where are these shoulds coming from? From there, I asked Sally the next question. So you've got all these shoulds, right, that are currently circling in your head. But what do you actually want? What do you actually value and what actually makes you happy in your life? And that next question illuminated so much more because we turned to uh, Sally's core values that we've done work on previously in Life of Legacy and in our mentoring sessions. And we realized, or Sally realized, that her values are in a completely different place from what these shoulds in her head were. So for example, Sally was able to identify that she really values challenges. She values adventure. She values nurturing her own health and connection with friends, just to name a few. And then when we ran a fine comb through her current life, it became clear that she was doing all these things that she values. She actually chose to leave her manager position from that big company because she saw a new challenge and a new adventure in doing locuming work. So doing locuming means there's more variety. You work in different places. You travel within the state and uh, interstate as well. Uh, You get to meet different people. And that for her was fulfilling her values of a new challenge and adventure. Sally is currently training for a half marathon. She's improving her health routines and her fitness routines as we speak. And she has a healthy relationship with different friends in her life. You know, she sees them on a regular basis. So it was revealed that Sally is literally fulfilling her values. She is living out a life at the moment that meets everything that she sees as important and enjoyable in her life. So with this in mind, tell me, what does success mean to you? And this was the question where the real problem was illuminated. Because based on the whole conversation that we had just had, it was clear to Sally that success to her at a conscious level means She's able to live a life that challenges her. She's going on adventures. She's nurturing her health. She's catching up with friends and, uh, you know, nourishing those connections. That is what success actually is to her. But the first thing that came to mind when I asked Sally this was she went straight to all of the things that she had been told from her environment. 
So success means you have a stable job, you have a house, you know, you've, you've got a partner, you've got all those things. And that there and then is when the clashing of her subconscious and conscious wants was really illuminated. You know, like she, in this exercise of self-clarity, was able to identify what she actually wants and how that is a success to her, not what other people are trying to tell her what success is. So this is something that could be really helpful for you to do. You know, if you're going through this, firstly, ask yourself, where are these shoulds coming from? And then start to identify what it is that you actually want and how that is success in your life, not necessarily what all these shoulds are saying. So creating that logical awareness and understanding is the first step to healing this inner fear and pressure. Now, the final question that I asked Sally was, are you happy right now? Are you happy doing all the things that you're doing right now? Even if you don't have the house or the stable job title or um, the partner, are you happy? And she said, yes, she's so happy right now. So then the next question, the follow-up question that I asked was, well, then is there a problem? (laughs) Is there a problem that you're 32 years old, you were happy, you were fulfilling your values while also being on the journey to get to your next goals and next milestones. And that is important to highlight because we can be living our dream life right now, fulfilling our values and our previous goals, while simultaneously be working towards the next thing. And that's always going to be a reality of our life because it is literally a core human need to need to have growth in our life. Like it gives us meaning and purpose day to day to be working towards something in the future. Gives us a reason to get out of bed, gives us drive and motivation and excitement. So that is always going to be there. There's always going to be more milestones. But can you say that you are already in a beautiful place that you have fulfilled previous goals and you're currently embodying and living your current values and what gives you pleasure. And this is a really important step. It's so important to understand this because when we truly believe this, when we repeat this belief over and over again, then we can consolidate that and we can absorb that as our default truth. So even when we go and see our parents or see relatives at Christmas, Christmas is just around the corner now, And we get asked to those questions of, oh my gosh, like, why do you not have a partner yet? Why do you not have a house yet? Why are you not in an executive position yet? (laughs) Like when we get asked to those questions or when other people say to us, "Um, but like, yeah, you'll be okay now, but what if you regret it later on? You know, what if you're 40 years old and lonely in your house by yourself because you don't have a partner? When they say things like that to us, then we get to discern that that is their fears and insecurities that they are projecting onto us, not ours. We get to create that space and not just take it on without truly questioning it. 
Because once again, if you can answer the question that you are happy right now doing all the things that you're doing, then who's to say that in another 10 years, suddenly because you're 40 years old, you're going to be sad because you're 40 years old. Like who's to say you're not going to be 40 or 50 years old living the life that you are now and still be happy. It is an illusion. It's an illusion that when we get to a certain age, if we don't have X, Y, and Z, we're going to be lonely and we're going to be sad. It's an illusion. It's a narrative. But we get to acknowledge that right now we don't have any of those things, yet we are still happy. So who's to say we won't still be happy at that age? We don't have to take on other people's fears and insecurities because that says more about them and their map of the world rather than ours. It is a fear. It is our imagination going wild and the human psychology preparing for the worst. So when we get really clear on our own definition of success, when we get clear on what makes us happy and what we truly want, and we can define that, you know, we can specifically pinpoint the, the factors that lead to our success and happiness, then that is when there is less urgency and fear because we realize we are already living our own definition of success. We don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> we just need to be here right now. So taking Sally through this process within the one hour coaching session that we had, Sally said, oh my gosh, like I feel such a huge weight lifted off my shoulders right now. I feel the relief and the peace knowing that like all of these shoulds and all of these expectations, they are just an illusion. And I don't have to subscribe to that. I can choose to live my definition of joy, happiness, and and peace. And in fact, Sally finished off the session like teaching me something. She she said this because she had this light bulb moment. And she was like, I get it now. Like our age doesn't matter if we are already doing what we want at the time. (laughs) Like age is relative. It's, It's just a construct of our expectations. But what really matters is the present moment because that is the constant. And if I can be doing what I want right now, then who cares what my age is? And I love that Sally finished off the session saying that and inspiring me with that perspective because it meant that she she truly had shifted her, her internal paradigm and she was at peace now with everything that we had just spoken about. So I hope that that method of working through those questions has been helpful for you because, yeah, like there is no sequence of events that life has to be. You know, personally, I am a living rebel of everything someone should be, should be when they're 30. And I'm, I'm 28 years old, but I don't have a partner. Um, I don't have a house. I don't have a set executive uh, stable job title. I don't even have a home. Like I, I'm living between multiple countries at the moment as well. And I am so at peace with that. Like I literally don't want a partner for at least the next year or two. And I know that that is just kind of something that I can say now, but I'm always open to things changing. I have had 
a beautiful, happy relationship for the last 10 years of my life. Like you could say that I've been there. <laughs> like I have had the happily ever after. We were so happy. I got to live that reality that so many people spend their lifetime chasing and waiting to get there before they can be happy. And I can tell you this, it is a beautiful reality. Like being in a lovely relationship, having a family home in the suburbs with dogs, it is a beautiful life to live, but it is a reality, meaning it's not a happily ever after. It's not like you get there and then you're guaranteed happiness and that is the end of the story. Like your life is still happening and progressing. There's still going to be challenges. There are still going to be ups and downs. There are still struggles as the flip side of the illusion of the happily ever after. So I've been there before and I'm also here right now living a life that a lot of people want to kind of bypass as quickly as possible because they're chasing that happily ever after. And the life now of you know, being single, not having a house, not having a home, not being locked down, not having a classical, respectable job title with progression in a big company. I love this life right now. Like I love it so much. And just like the reality previously, there are amazing things about it. And there are also challenges and struggles. And that is the reality of any reality. Like Every life chapter that we live is going to have the ups and the downs. You have to take it all or leave it all. You don't just get to take the great parts and then like leave behind the the challenges. It comes as a package. So letting go of that perception that we need to chase that thing, the arrival fallacy, you know, waiting to arrive somewhere before you allow yourself to be happy. Because that doesn't exist. In fact, how I see it now is we have this one life, right? As far as we know, we have this one life. And we are literally like bred to believe that we need to go through this sequence of events and we need to keep progressing and moving forwards and build one chapter onto another. But that's not what life has to be. Like so many people would wish to have multiple lifetimes or to live infinitely. So why not create that within the one lifetime that we have? Why not live multiple lifetimes in one life? Like, why do we have to chase that end game and continually progress in one direction when over, say, 85 years of our life, the average life expectancy, Why can't we go in multiple different directions during different seasons and chapters of our life so that we get to experience it, experience it all? Why, why not experience it and have it all just at different times of our life? And that's what I'm embracing. Like I've lived the married happily ever life. I've lived it and I loved it. It was such a beautiful chapter of my life that I'm going to look back on and I'm going to treasure. And now I get to live another life that I have yet to experience. And sure, maybe it's in the wrong order according to some people and it should have been the other way around. But who's to say there is a right or wrong order? (laughs) This is what I want now and I'm doing it now. Okay, so the point of all of this is ask yourself these questions. 
get clear and acknowledge what is truly yours versus what isn't yours. What is your definition of success? What do you choose that makes you happy? What it is that you want versus what do other people say and want for you? And then when you know yourself and you can truly identify it and explain it to yourself, then you get to walk forward with conviction and if you need to, explain it to other people. Own it. Live it. Love it. Because this is your life and you get to do whatever you want with that life. Okay, friends, I hope this episode has been valuable for you. I really hope that it has been permitting and validating and allowing you to have that sense of peace of how you are living your life because you get to do whatever the heck you want. That's it from me for now. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.